We're doing it. We're doing a live show. We're going to do the key matchups, keys to victory, and players that need to step up. We'll talk about it all, answer a little Gophers questions and more. It's Huskers Weeks, folks. Let's do it. You are locked on Golden Gophers. No matter what we're going to do here, we're just going to keep rowing. Your daily podcast on the Minnesota Golden Gophers. However it turns out, we're just going to keep rowing. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. We're just going to keep rowing, keep rowing, and keep rowing. are listening to Locked On Golden Gophers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. My name is Kane Robb, host of the podcast, former collegiate football video coordinator and recruiting assistant here to talk Golden Gophers with you each and every day of the week. And folks, it is football week. Let's go. We are less than 24 hours. Okay, just above 24 hours from kickoff, Nebraska versus Minnesota. I'm ready to go. The juices are flowing. It's been seven long months and I am ready for it. Today we are going to talk about the matchup breakdown. We're going to do three keys to beating Nebraska and then we're going to do some Gophers questions of the day. I got two questions that I will pose but then also if you have other questions feel free to drop them in the comments and we'll get to those in the third segment. But let's jump in. Be sure to subscribe over on YouTube. Hopefully you're following along live there. Download the Game Time app because they bring you this show today. Create an account and use the promo code Lockdown College for $20 off your first purchase. But let's dive in to the matchup breakdown. So when we're looking at the game and you're looking at the Vegas lines, you've got the Gophers as favorites against Nebraska. The point spread right now is seven points. So it is a touchdown. Now, that means the Gophers, in order to win the spread right now, would have to win by more than a single touchdown. They have to get eight points or more to win that spread. The total line for score has moved to 42.5 points. That's kind of hard for me to judge right now. Right now, I could see the score being anywhere from like the mid-20s or lower when it comes to this Big Ten brawl. So it'll be right around that 42, but I am slightly tempted to take the over there. Now, when we're talking about the Gophers, we look at last year, we look at the defense that's been handily really good for the Gophers these past few years. And you're looking at a team last year that was 15th in rush yards allowed, 15th in pass yards allowed, fourth in scoring defense, eighth in total defense, and first in both fewest penalties and third down defense. I think defense is going to be huge for the Gophers in this matchup. Now, there's a lot of coaching changes. There's a lot of system changes for Nebraska, but that doesn't necessarily mean they're going to struggle. But I have confidence in this defense. From what I've seen thus far in the Gophers fall camp, it looks like this defense is coming to play. They still got great speed. They've got some interior presence, which hopefully will come to fruition on the field. But they've been a top 10, 15 unit for the past two seasons, and I'm confident that they can get in that conversation once again. Now they've got great leaders in the secondary and Tyler Newbin and Justin Wally, but two names that I believe will be consistent players for the Gophers, not only this game, but moving forward for future games is Jack Henderson and Darius Green. Both of them will be involved in the run defense, hopefully elevating that, maybe getting it better than the top 15th that they were last year in rush yards. But Darius Green is Newbin's new partner in crime in that safety pairing. I think he'll fit the Howden role very well, and he 
packs a punch. So Darius Green, I think, is going to be a Gopher fan favorite by the end of the season. Jack Henderson's going to be all over the field. Nickel cornerback plays kind of that hybrid Sam sometimes when they need him to. Now, I think both will be effective in this game because Nebraska is going to want to run the ball. Now, we've also got a great leader on that linebacker unit in Cody Lindenberg. And I think the others in that room will go off of what the tone he sets and they'll feed off of that tone. Now, Cody Lindenberg has speed. He packs a punch and he's got that natural instinct with it. You can just see it out there. He led the team or he's second on the team in tackles last year, but he only started seven games. So he can take that to another level, take another step. And I think the other linebackers, again, will feed off of that energy. So the biggest concern for me, Heading into this week on the defensive side of the ball is that defensive line. Now, can they get hot from the jump? Coach Winston Dilatibadir is here, and he brought new life, new energy to this program, especially on the defensive line. But will it click immediately? That is a big question. Can it turn into sack production from the jump? Now, as far as the edge goes, I have some confidence in those edge rushers. Anthony Smith is a dude. I've been saying it since last year. Now, he redshirt last year, but we saw the moments then. He's now had a full year in that strength program, and he looks the part. I'm telling you. Or NFL scouts have been coming to practices asking about who is that guy. That's how much he stands out. So I'm excited to see him really heavily involved this year. Coach Fleck has gotten at that. Coach Winston has mentioned the upside and the life that Anthony Smith brings. But then you pair that to Ja Joyner, who had the most rushes or the most pressures last year on this Gophers team. If he can realize those pressures and turn them into sacks, it can be a game changer for the Gophers. Now you have both of those two, plus Jalen Logan Redding, plus Danny Strigal, plus Chris Collins. All of these guys will be active in the rotation for the edge. So there's a depth in there, some different skill sets in there. But that's why I have a little bit more faith in the edge rush. The biggest concern for me right now when it comes to this matchup is the interior defensive line. Because there isn't a lot of depth in that room right now. You've got maybe five or six bodies that look to get a lot of snaps. And if an injury is to happen, if anything is to happen to some of those players, it can get concerning. The depth concerns me by far. On top of that, you need that interior to help elevate the edge rush, to help elevate the coverage and not making it so the defense doesn't have to cover as long. If you can fill that pressure up the middle, I'm worried about that for the Gophers. I don't know if they have a, a, Next level interior defender. I think one player that has immense upside in there is Devin Eastern, but will he have the confidence from the jump? Can he do it from the moment we hit that field tomorrow? Will he have the swagger to get in there and realize he is that guy? That is a big question. And beyond him, you've got guys like Kyler Baugh, like Logan Richter. Can they take the next step up in that internal interior defensive line? That's the biggest question. Now, when we're talking about the gopher units, each side of the field, I want to pick one unit that is going to have to stand strong for the gophers to walk away with a victory here. Now, on the offensive side of ball, it's the offensive line. We don't know who the starters are going to be. We don't know the usage. We don't know how they will handle that 3-3-5 stunts and the looks that it presents, so it can be difficult. Now, when I say we don't know the starters, we know Nathan Bow is going to be the center. You know the left tackle is Ariante Ursary, and you know that the right guard is Quinn Carroll, but who is going to step up in those two other positions? Coach Fleck mentioned maybe there's going to be some rotation on that offensive line. So can they gel? Can they have that chemistry to hold off 
the Nebraska D-line. Now, the Nebraska D-line might be their weakest room across both sides of the ball, so maybe that is okay for this matchup, but the offensive line has to step up. Now, when we're talking about an, a thing that has to step on the defense, I've already brought it up. The interior defensive line, it's already a pretty shallow room. Devin Eastern has that upside, but... Will he be full, fully confident right away? And then on top of that, will Luther McCoy need to play? Will he need to play valuable snaps? I don't know. He very well could. And will he be ready to if he needs to? Finally, the, the room's so shallow, maybe some freshmen could need to get in there. Theor and Randall, Martin Owusu. Now, maybe not in game one, but depending on injuries and other things, it could be something that we need one of those true freshmen to step up and play significant minutes in order to have that consistent rotation with fresh legs going. Now, this game is shaping up to be a very stereotypical Big Ten game to me, where the trenches may be the most important group on both sides of the ball for both teams. So whoever can win in those trenches, they might walk away with the victory on this one. That might be more important than the turnover battle. That might be more important than the quarterback battle. The trenches and who wins in them is going to be vital. Now we're going to move on to the three keys. That's right. There are three keys that I think the Gophers need to implement in this game in order to walk away with a victory. That is what we're going to talk about next. But first, I got to talk to you about our friends over at GameTime. You can go to GameTime.co or you can download their app because they've got killer last minute deals on tickets and their best price guarantee can have you stopping stressing when it comes to tickets and start getting ready to get hyped and for the fun. So you can head on over to gametime.co or download the app. It's the fastest growing ticketing app in the country for a reason. You get images of your seats before you buy so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive and you can buy tickets in a matter of seconds Two taps and you're set. Tickets are sent directly to your phone so you don't have to shift and navigate through your email and you can snag tickets without the stress with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code LOCKED on college for $20 off your first purchase. Terms and conditions apply. And again, create an account and redeem code LOCKED on college for $20 off at Game Time. All right, Govers fans, let's talk about the three keys to beat Nebraska because it is pertinent, folks. It is important, and you know what? It's going to be a tough one. It's going to be a grinder. It's going to be classic Big Ten football. So there are three things that I think the Gophers need to focus on heading into this game to ensure a victory. And the first one is, as you can see on the screen, scrolling at the bottom, number one is score early. Now in 2022, the Gophers started down 10 to zero and they were scrapping and climbing back. It was ugly. They were down 10 to zero at halftime and the Tanner Morgan injury was unfortunate, but that Ethan Kalik man is coming in in the second half sparked new life. It sparked new life in the team. Now you can't rely on a spark of new life to try and get a victory. So you have to start early. You look at the 2021 game that was in Dinkytown, the game fell in control very early and Minnesota was in control of the game the entire time because they scored early and then Nebraska had to keep catching up. Then you flip it to 2020, the Gophers scored 10 right away. The Huskers stormed back, took the lead by four, and then the Gophers scored two more to get a comfortable lead that kind of coasted out through the rest of the game until Nebraska cut it to a one-score game with a field goal with four minutes left. So that one felt comfortable. After the Gophers, again, get 
out early. All of this is to say if Minnesota can get off to an early lead and score in the first quarter, especially they can typically fare well since it is at home. That will help the crowd get into the game. That will help the crowd really have that place rocking. Huntington Bank Stadium can go nuts in a gold out game and get involved into the game. The crowd can get involved. So if the Gophers can get off to an early start, that is going to be a key. Now, number two is you have to absolutely get that quick passing game going. It's going to be pertinent in this game because Nebraska is bringing that 3-3-5 defense. Now, folks might be like, okay, we saw Tony White do this 3-3-3-5, tripping over that one, 3-3-5 with Syracuse, and we made it work. But what you're forgetting is we scored with a defensive touchdown, and we had a massive kick return that set us up for an easy score as well. So you can't really say that the offense was what really took off in that matchup against Tony White's defense. In fact, he really took away the running game. Now, Mo Ibrahim only played in the first drive, so there's a little bit of, eh, yeah, maybe it's not the full package of what we had, but we don't have Mo Ibrahim this year. So you absolutely have to get the quick passing game going. They have to let Ethan be Ethan. Now, we saw that. In the beginning of that uh, bowl game before Ethan got injured, but to counter that 3-3-5 defense, because it has the different looks, it has three down linemen coming. Then it, all of a sudden you have a look where it looks like five down line or five bodies could be coming. It is absolutely going to be pertinent to let Ethan make quick reads and get the ball out of his hands fast. And as he gets those quick reads going, all of a sudden you're starting to get a comfortable rhythm going. You're getting hot and you're getting confident. And that's when maybe your running game starts to open up a little bit more. So then you get the run game going. Then all of a sudden you can hit an explosive play with the play action because they have to bite down on the run. You got to get that quick game going, get Ethan's confidence going, and it will absolutely help Minnesota get to the place it wants to be. So there's too many weapons on this team from Daniel Jackson, Brevin Spanford, Chris Ottman Bell. Uh, I think Elijah Spencer could be really good in this game because of his quick release off of the line of scrimmage and that quick passing game. We saw slant after slant after slant in that spring game, and we might need it again in this matchup. So I think the quick passing game is going to be everything to try and counter the pressure and the different looks that you will see from this 3-3-5 defense. Now, uh, the number three key, the third key that I've got to say here is that you have to slow down the quarterback run game when it comes to Nebraska. The Gophers haven't faced this talented of a running quarterback in quite some time. Maybe not at all in the time with Coach P.J. Fleck at the helm. So we haven't seen a quarterback of this rushing caliber. We have to find a way to slow that down so he doesn't eat you up. I think of when the Packers would play uh Colin Kaepernick all the time and he would just eat them up and then it would open up the passing game because they were so worried about the quarterback that they couldn't get it done he beat them handily so many times I remember seeing it and you can't let that happen here so we have to slow down that quarterback in the run game it gives me a bit of hesitation how Minnesota will stop Jeff Sims as a runner because we haven't really had to do it before with coach Rossi or even before that now, the linebackers, positive spot for the Gophers in that area because they have the speed to contain it. Devin Williams is fast. Cody Lindenberg is fast. 
And Jack Henderson in that nickel cornerback position also has some great speed to him. So there is some bodies in there that can get a QB contained, QB spy going in order to keep Jeff Sims hopefully in the pocket and not using his legs to contribute, force him to be a passer. Now he's got a strong arm, but accuracy has been an issue at times. And the bigger thing is that he has more risk taking. He tends to throw more turnover worthy plays in which hopefully the Gophers can capitalize on. But all of that comes from making him stay in the pocket and making him get through reads and buying time and not letting him scramble. So you have to slow down the quarterback in the run game. Those are the three keys for me heading into week one. Now, the biggest thing I think that could be an advantage for Minnesota in this matchup is Joe Rossi. Because we have the consistency of the defense. Every player has come up in this Joe Rossi system because he's been here for multiple years. Now, we have a change on the offensive side of ball with the offensive coordinators, the co-offensive coordinators. We don't even know who's calling plays at this point. PJ, I think it's time. We can know. Hopefully, you'll let us know tomorrow. But regardless. Joe Rossi is the staple of consistency that gives me more faith that the Gophers can pull this one out. I do think it will be a close game regardless, but I trust in what Rossi has done in the past few seasons, and they've been a top 10 to 15 unit for the past back-to-back seasons. You've got some nasty talent still in that secondary at safeties. Justin Wally's good at the corner, and then you've got that sure-handed linebacker in Cody Lindenberg. I think they've got the talent to do it. You give Rossi the play caller some time. The offense is going to have to stretch some of those drives to allow them to adjust. But Rossi is what gives me faith that this Gophers team will be all right. Again, I think it's going to be a close one. But we're going to wrap this show up talking about questions. Now, I'll present two questions. And if others who are tapped in have some questions, definitely throw them in the comments. And I'll try to get a few of those answered. But the biggest question I think for Gophers fans in this one is that Will the offense officially find balance or and will it play to the personnel strengths? I just talked about all of the receivers that we have. Lameki Brockington's been tearing it open with explosion plays in the fall camp, and he might be the fourth or fifth receiver on the team right now. Brevin Span Ford needs to see touches in the red zone, especially, but he should see at least five touches a game. They have to find balance now. We can't be that 70% run team that we've seen for the past two seasons. If we can take that back 10%, 60, you still have more running, but allow your team to thrive. You have a talented quarterback. You have a deep wide receiver room. You have a great tight end. We have to see passing more. That's the number one question I think most Gophers fans have in this game. Now, on top of that, I see a question came in and it's talking about special teams. So I haven't talked about special teams too much on this show because you know what? I still have some question marks on that area. I think that the punting has never been a field flipper for us. So that's something I really hope we can see in this upcoming season, but I don't really know if it will because we have the same punter, but maybe we've, we've added some strength to it. Maybe we've added some coffin corners, who knows, but I haven't seen flipping the field with our punter in the last year or so. And I'm hoping that we can maybe get that changed this year, but it's hard to say just from practices alone. But the biggest thing for the special teams, in my opinion, is that we saw Quentin Redding be a difference maker at times last year. I think the Gophers are going to lean in and trust him in that department. And if we can have a couple big 
good field positions, a couple good plays, I think we're going to be all right with that special teams return game. I, I would love to see Christian Hoskins in that return game as well. We'll see what happens there, but the special teams could help, but I just don't know. It's a big question mark for me, so that's why we haven't covered it too much on the show. Now, the last question that somebody sent into me uh, via Twitter, which you can always do over at Gophers Kane Rob, uh, they asked, "What do you think about having a standing location of the Big Ten Championship game moving to the Rose Bowl instead of in Indy?" You know what? I don't hate it. You're talking about we're late into the winter, like November, so late fall, I guess, early winter. But we know here it gets cold real quick. So if we are talking about moving it to California, sunshine, maybe people are taking <laughs> maybe people are taking more trips out there to that sunshine weather. But what I see happening with that Big Ten championship game is I wouldn't be surprised if it moves around. We are talking about, uh, I think somebody had talked about it might move to Vegas for one or two games. I'm sure that will happen for markets and betting and all that. California will probably be in there. You're going to get people who want the history of it with Indianapolis. So I think if it moves, it's going to move multiple places. It's not going to be just one. Now, I see my guy Ryan Herring's in there throwing in that comment, why do I hate the Badgers so much? Well, that's what a rivalry is, dog. I mean, I can't. I can't complain too much with that one. Rivalries are what they are. And you know what? It feels good to have that axe. I hope you enjoyed that text message I sent you with the axe in its trophy case in the Gophers facility. If you ever need a refresher, let me know and I'll send that your way. But otherwise, if there are any other final questions, I'd love to get those answered. Otherwise, we'll wrap this one up early. But it's good to have football back. I am glad that we have a Big Ten matchup to kick this one off because I think this is one of the best games of the weekend. It's going to have excitement. It's going to be Big Ten football, and it happens on a Thursday. Now, if you want to stay posted with the game, you want updates, I mean, even before the first snap, I'm going to be tweeting about those. I'll be at the field. Hopefully, if there are any injuries that we haven't found out about or if there are any uh, players that are looking like they're going to be more involved, I'll be tweeting about it over on the sidelines and then up in the press box. So definitely give me a follow at Gophers Kane Rob. Now, uh, somebody asked how much – I'll even give it to him. Let's throw it on the screen. How much is Nebraska going to beat the Gophers by? I honestly don't think Nebraska is going to win this one. I think it's going to be a close game. I They'll be in the game for sure, but I think that the Gophers pull this one out by a touchdown. I think that line is – right in the sweet spot. I'm going to give it a seven point game and it's going to come down to the wire. I was on with the locked on Huskers host. I'll be on the show for tomorrow's episode. Uh, he'll be on our show for tomorrow's episode as well, but we had talked about it a little bit and I think he's right. I think it's going to come down to a turnover. Whoever has that turnover in the maybe late third, early fourth quarter, there's going to be a turnover somewhere in there and whoever capitalizes on it probably pulls this one out. Hopefully it's the Gophers. Like I said, I've got more confidence in that defense and Joe Rossi, so I am leaning that way. Now, I appreciate all of y'all that tapped in, and we had multiple viewers throughout this entire show, so I appreciate y'all. I appreciate the comments. I will see y'all tomorrow with a crossover lockdown episode. Tomorrow's game day, whether you're a Badger fan, whether you're a Huskers fan, whether you're a Gophers fan, I hope you are happy and ready for football to be back tomorrow. Until next time, I will see you then. Row the boat, Sky Yuma, go Gophers. And as always, don't forget to subscribe.